Welcome to Fox First Five, everybody. Hi, Nicola O'Brien. How are you? Yeah, I'm actually officially in O'Brien now <laughs> because uh, oh, yes. I got the ID for my ID. So, yes, officially, it still gives me the ache, but, <laughs> 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 but it's an official ache now, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Are you going to celebrate? <laughs> well, he he should be celebrating. You know, he's so lucky to have me as O'Brien. <laughs> Another member of the O'Brien clan. Yeah, that's before it. the next one comes along. Yeah, yeah God, they're, you're, you're repeating I know you're doubling in size over the space of a few weeks yeah so um, air is kind of handy just to get it done because like I got my public so, so if anybody in Ireland is trying to change your name or anything do your public service card first because then it's super easy to do like your license and everything else mm. after that like it's much easier so mm-hmm. I got my public service card and I played for my <laughs> like my sixth or seventh <laughs> But let's not go there. Driving anyway, li- provisional driving license. We get there eventually. Wah, wah, disaster. Um, but yeah. by the time I, I, the next summer, I'm going to have my full license. By the time I have to go through this all again, it'll be full license time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> we'll hold you to that. I had quite a few of my friends learned how to drive in their 30s. Yeah. Like, so you can do it, Nicolette. You can do you. it. Just put your mind to it. Um, what you call it um, no I actually had to change my name on something last week oh, isn't that hilarious and I married nine years <laughs> this year um, it was the mortgage on our first flat and oh, I was Murphy when, when we bought got that and just because it's rented out yeah. you know, we don't do we don't have to do an awful lot of paperwork with it or use it for anything Mad. so then I was only changing what well, we were changing something stupid like an account the money was going into or something I don't know but um yeah, I had to go on and it gives me anxiety. It should be like, I'm going to hand you the phone so you have to change your name. And I'm like, no, because I've got PTSD from every other time I've tried to do it. It's oh, fucking Larry. driven me mad. But no, it was actually really straightforward. I th- I don't know, maybe it was because they were like, oh, we'll just change your name while you're on the phone rather than... Yeah. It was Santander, like, and I had had, I had a massive issue with them where I had to go into the branch and all this. And I brought a marriage cert and this cert, that cert. And they wouldn't change it for me unless I had a birth cert. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, they wouldn't change it for me without the marriage cert. Yeah, the marriage cert is the big one. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. But anyway, um, yeah. So, no, you're dead right to do it all as quickly as you can. We've talked about this before, so it'll be like boring people with it anymore. Um, So, so, a little more about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Eurovision, just to finish up where we left off. Yeah, last so week, a lot of people briefly. enjoyed your rant. Um, they fully yeah, agreed with I'm you. I'm okay now. Yes, I've calmed yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they fully agreed with you. And after seeing yeah. the Crack show it. now, yeah. I fully agree. Like, there's something, like, you can have a good song, but you need, like, in the show with the song, don't you? Because oh, yeah. there was one act, actually, I think it was a Luxembourg, not Luxembourg, because they're, they're coming back into it, which is hilarious, but yeah. or it was a Lithuania. The, you know, that girl with the kind of blam bob and like super catchy little yes. song, lovely song. A bit like self-esteem. She looks a bit yeah. like self-esteem. Yeah. Lovely song, mm-hmm. but like Orange boring, yeah. but a really good song, yeah. but was just too boring yeah. for Eurovision. Very, So very. you just need to have the show. And no amount of running around the stage is going to make up for yeah. like a cool stage show. Now, I did see somebody in the press say something about... There's no money. There's yeah. no, like we, it needs funding. Someone needs to put money into developing the thing. But I mean, come on, like how much is it going to cost to choreograph and stage one performance? Like the song wins and then they get a choreographer and a director and a creative director and, like, Ireland together. And is a very artistic Creative like, place. Yeah, very. How much could that cost? Like that could not cost more than 40 or 50,000 pounds like or euros, really, could it? Mm. Come on, like, you know, so... I think we should start a fucking crowdfunder. <laughs> Will we do that? 
<laughs> should start a campaign. Listen, crowdfunding no. for getting a decent entry for the Eurovision next should year. Do it. I should, we should do it for the left. Fox Force 5 will finally be famous for fucking starting out the Eurovision. If you're with us, lads, tweet us, Instagram us, send us messages, send us your money. Yeah, send us, <laughs> send your, us money. your votes. <laughs> Uh, no, oh, but I'm excited. I'm like, I need a new project now. When Fox First Five is gone for a but few there weeks, was, there was talk <laughs> of like, um, like a lot of people were saying the same thing on Irish radio, like over the last couple of weeks. So I think there will yeah. be some sort of a movement out of this, like, so because it was so disappointing. Because last year, I think people were happy enough with the act. She just didn't get through. Yeah. Whereas this year, I think there was just a bit of disappointment in the act itself. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But anyway, another and Sam Fender wore yeah. Sam Fender wore a sparkly jumpsuit on Saturday night, but it fitted yeah, him. Yeah, it looked good. It's, what a difference. Yeah, it was good. It was very um, enjoyable. I really enjoyed Hannah Waddington. She was amazing altogether. What a woman. Uh, and um, Graham looked fabulous. And yeah, it was just really, really yeah. good. And enjoyed it like it was funny I think a few people were <clears throat> unhappy with Sweden and like saying it was rigged and stuff but sure look there's going to be some crack next year with the ABBA connection and the anniversary and all oh, that oh amazing so it's yeah, going to be yeah, we yeah. should definitely have a party next year 100% have a yeah. British party 100%, yeah. 100%. I'm on board. slash ABBA I'm on party board. you know so it'd be great <laughs> yeah so the other thing was did you see the BAFTAs on Sunday night or did you see no I did it see Siobhan yeah that's yeah, what I wanted yeah. to talk about so Siobhan McSweeney picked up Best Comedic Performance for Sister Michael mm. in The Dairy Girls. And um, what was really funny was her speech. Yeah, it was brilliant. Because <laughs> she said, did you hear mm. it? She said, she started off by saying like, uh, oh, my mammy always wanted me to be a oh, teacher. It was like, as my mother lay dying in the bank Lay dying in Cork. In Cork. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. She told me, would you not retrain as a teacher? <laughs> and then she said, well, now, mammy, who's having the last laugh? I won a BAFTA <laughs> for playing a teacher. Oh, very funny. She's she's a howl. But she said some other stuff as well. She's great. She wore amazing red PVC, PVC dress. PVC dress, yeah. But Derry Girls won Best Comedy, which was brilliant as well. And Bad Sisters won Best uh, Drama Series, which is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. It was a, it was a night for women yeah. and it was a night for Irish women. So well done to all our sisters out there. Yeah. Um, and that lovely yeah, fella from um, James Bond and he's in that TV. He was one Best Actor, you know. What's it called, that series that we talked about before? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? What's it called? Oh yes, um, Ben Wishaw yes. from yeah. uh, This Is Going this to Hurt. This Is Going yeah. to Hurt, yeah, he was very good. I'm glad he won. Oh, I love him. Yeah. But the only thing is, Amber Kamad, who was also in This yes. Is Going to Hurt, his ca- counterpart, she wasn't even nominated and mm. she was phenomenal. She, she was. was so it, good. it was kind of a smallish part though, no? Her part was a bit small, I thought. She was she good. Was yeah, she was good. Yeah. No, she had quite a big part. Did you watch it through to the end? Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Um, anyway. She, ago, do you know what I mean? I forgot. Yeah. Now. No, she quite a big part. She quite a big, not as big as him, but she had quite a big part. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, they were the talking points from the BAFTAs anyway. So, um, yeah, we better move along uh, and just stop the references <laughs> to cultural events and just get on with what, everyday life stuff. Okay. Um, I've lost my script. Jesus Christ, oh. what's going on? And it's absolutely boiling in this room. Do you know that? Which is a nice complaint, actually. We didn't talk about the weather yet, and and I always feel like we... Oh, no, let's not talk about the weather. Oh, God, we're not those people anymore. I can't find it. Where is it? I have it. I have it. I have it. Cam, relax. 
Now I've lost Nicola. Oh, Jesus, Nicola, no, where I'm are you going? Here. I'm here. <laughs> you can see me, but I can't see you. One. One second. Okay, sorry, listeners. So unprofessional. Right. Um, so my first thing today, I thought it was kind of interesting, uh, is from a website called Refinery29, and it's about spotting bad bosses in the interview process. Oh. So I'm feeling like, you know... Um, can people, is there enough jobs around for people to be picky? I think so, probably. Um, so I'm just going to give you this pretty much verbatim. Uh, we talk a lot of shit about bad bosses. We've all either had one or a friend that vented us about theirs. Unfortunately, though, it's usually pretty late in the game when, that we pick up on the toxic tendencies and figure out how to deal with the toxic boss. Um, uh, securing employment or even landing a job interview can be tough enough. And when you've, you're cash strapped, blah, 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 hiring process. Okay, she was. She goes on then to say that that her she's a pal who on TikTok said that she was in a job interview mm-hmm. and the guy who was interviewing her said that he, she could have three references from previous employees of his. Okay. So he, a reference for him as a boss, as it oh, were, right? right? Okay. He must have really wanted this girl, right? Um, so this girl spoke to Abby Baker from Baker Recruitment and she said this practice of asking for or receiving counter references is one that she hasn't encountered much before. But it's definitely something that I think is worth doing. After all, being upfront and hearing from others that a manager has a good track record is a selling point to a potential employee. Having a boss offer up those references on a silver platter won't always be the case in the recruitment process, but you can look elsewhere for insights. Baker points to Glassdoor. Uh, which is the website. Mm. Are you familiar with that? Glassdoor? Yeah, where you um, can rate your boss and work and yeah, yeah. Yeah, where current and former employees can anonymously review companies as a place where transparency is valued, making it a helpful resource to spot the presence of a toxic work culture. According to global management consulting firm McKinsey, relationships with management are the most influential factor in determining employees' job satisfaction and toxic behaviour in the workplace is the largest predictor of negative employee outcomes and yet McKinsey found in a survey that 75% of participants said that the most stressful part of their job was their immediate boss mm-hmm. um, so one of the warning signs what is if a business has turned over a lot of staff in the interview process Baker recommends the candidates ask why the vacancy is available in the first place and also how many people they've had in that role is another good question to ask luckily for us there are some green flags to look out for too clear communication is the simplest indicator of good management a clean onboarding process and a business plan that outlines how employees can achieve their professional goals are two other green flags that Baker likes to tick off as we step away from girl boss hustle culture which obviously you and me, Nicola, are queens of, yeah. <laughs> uh, and aren't as blinded by traditional measure of success, traditional measures of success, we can start to prioritise our well-being and happiness in the workplace. After all, it's not just about what you can give a business, it's about what the business can give you. Hmm. But I've just enlightened you no end there, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, well, I've kind of checked out of the workplace now, so I'm not really <laughs> workplace focused. <laughs> but as somebody Thank you for your honesty, caller. Bye bye. Who has hired people uh, in the past? I do think it is good. Like you know, you're trying to sell the company as well. Like if you, think, yeah, you know what what position yeah. you're hiring into and all that jazz. Like otherwise, it's like why would the person want to come work and why would they break their arse in an interview? Do you know what I mean? But. When I look back on maybe some of my less happy jobs, yeah, you could probably nearly mm-hmm. tell from the interview. You know, it's it's that kind of unorganized, vague sort yeah. of stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, 
I think it's got to do with where you are yourself as a person mm. when you go for that interview mm. is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're desperate for a job or desperate just to get on the ladder or desperate to change your job or whatever, that can really cloud your judgment. Yes. So I think there's an element of self-reflection or whatever that we need to um, yes, indeed. think about as well in this scenario. So there you go. Okay, that was that. Over to you, Nick. Number two. Two. So the <laughs> sorry, I checked up there a, nice a lot. Noise. I was thinking about what you were talking about. Sorry, um, the two of us are maybe less organised today. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, a couple of things to talk about. Two very strange movies that well, not strange, but two very different and unusual movies that I watched in the last week. We're kind of in the right. zone of not really watching TV. I'm so far behind in succession. I haven't watched it for two weeks. I am like mm. just not in TV mode because I feel like there's a couple of things that I'm trying to keep until after the, the baby comes. I have like okay. joy in my life. So like I've kept Ted Lasso and the newest series of uh, Married at First Sight Australia, which is like reality TV supreme. Selling Sunset's new series is starting Yeah, well. I don't know. It looks, looks shite. I don't know. We'll see. Um, um, but so yeah so there's things like that that I'm kind of saving so we haven't really watched much telly to be honest with you and I think I just kind of conk out by like 10 o'clock and I was doing my rewatch of Grey's Anatomy and I got to season mm. 14 and I gave up then because it was too modern Bless it you. was too like it was too yeah. nowadays there's a couple of shit series between yes, in there as well yeah. I'd mm. say the best season I'm ever. enjoying this series the new I'm one this series yeah now. so I've, yeah. I did watch the first half of the new one and then because I started the mm. rewatch I gave up on watching it but I think I'll just pick back mm. up where I was but um, there's an awful lot of themes around pregnancy though because yeah. there's a story about uh, Madison comes in and she's been dealing with this abortion anti-abortion yes, the Roe versus yeah. Wade overturning so maybe avoid it till after the baby yeah, well, comes I would say you're joking I watched 15 seasons of it there was so much about babies and premature babies and this baby <laughs> and that baby and this pregnancy and that okay. pregnancy so um, yeah, most of I was the time watching I was the other night I was thinking about you I was like I hope Nicholas not watching this it's so sad <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway that's yeah. so that's my so apologies that I'm not um, up to date on like all the TV at the moment because um, but I can tell you about movies that are currently out current movies yeah so, let's, hey, do it, let's do it so um, first one is um, for any horror fans out there I don't know how many horror fans we have as listeners um, at least one yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elaine Elaine's like likes horrors no my friend in love no, does she not like ours? No. no. Oh, I was wrong. Okay, zero. She's total wuss. <laughs> um, and she won't mind me saying that. But uh, no. Um, so anyway, it's the Evil Dead Rise. So Evil Dead is oh, yes. obviously, um, if anybody who doesn't know. Franchise. It's a kind of a franchise, yeah. So it would have been, like originally there was movies back in like the 70s and 80s. So that's kind of where yeah. it got its... Um, I think I watched the first one. Yeah, I, I think we all watched it as kids, which we definitely not mm-hmm. should not have done. Shouldn't have. Because it was yeah, extremely no. graphic. Still remember and, it. Yeah, yeah. Watched it was about six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely some like really messed up scenes in it. But um, anyway... I quite like a, uh, and Sam Raimi is very famous for like his horrors and, you know, so mm-hmm. he obviously was the, the kind of founder of all this. But this guy who's actually directed it is Irish and he's a big, um, horror director. Um, his name is Lee Cronin. So there's a lot of hype about him because he's kind of come through as like, again, kind of these kind of horrors. He's directed Evil Dead. Yes, he's directed it. Yeah. And he's an oh, Irish wow. guy. So it's great to have cool. like that kind of Irish. What's his name? I might try tagging him. Lee Cronin. He's a director. <laughs> Lee Cronin. Yes, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So fair play to him because it was obviously a big movie. And like, again, being part of the franchise, like there's a lot of people who would have tuned in to watch it. 
So, um, I like a horror. Like, I like a kind of, a, uh, we've talked about horrors on here before, around Halloween and stuff like that. I like a bit of a jump, you know, but like maybe not too much of a jump. Yeah. But I do like a bit of a horror storyline like where mm. like I like the conjuring and all those kind of ones so when I went into this and I was like oh maybe I'll go into labour <laughs> scare you maybe into labour scare me into labour I was like half hoping. but then your child would be <laughs> bored of a horror <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but uh, it wasn't really scary so it's extremely graphic oh my god it's oh, there is no. a scene with a Gory, cheese like. grater that, oh, oh no 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 I'm taking it off my headphones oh, I'm not going to talk to you about it but it oh, is no, just, just even even you saying oh, those words is giving me anxiety stop oh, there my are god, a few bits like that what was the other like, thing what was the other thing you watched <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know you've sort of put up your hand as well on Zoom. There, there's a little hand showing now. <laughs> <laughs> That's stop. It's a stop hand. <laughs> but anyway, I won't say anymore. But um, if I lower my hand now, if, if you, you like, um, if you like, kind of look, it's not that scary. So if you just want to watch kind of a hard, it's not really too scary. I would recommend it just because it is like a gore faced horror. So, um, but it's kind of dark because it's the mom. It's like it's it's not a spoiler. It's on every poster. It's the mom that becomes possessed, and like three kids and her sister is is that's like they're the main characters. Mm. So it's quite. I'm more hard. interested now because I feel like I'm, 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 I might identify. <laughs> <laughs> and she says some horrible stuff to the kids and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, it was mad, mad, mad um, movie. And okay. uh, yeah, but I would probably recommend it just because you know if you want to watch. So what is it? Evil Dead. Evil 10 Dead or Rise. Something? Evil Dead Rise. It's called. It's probably the eighth or ninth film at least. No, it's, it's a, okay. Cool. It's I think the fifth. Because they, they make in 2013 oh. of the original, which is very good and actually very scary. Um, but again, very graphic and stuff. So, um, mm. yes. And the other movie is um, <laughs> Nicolas Cage's new one. It's funny because Nicolas Cage is in it and um, Nicholas Holt is in it. Nicholas Hoare, okay. isn't he? Uh, yeah, from about a yeah, yeah, Renfield. So it's, Renfield is the guy who's, you know, and if you ever watch Dracula and anything like that, Keanu Reeves plays yeah. him in the original ones. And um, mm. he is basically like, he's the servant of Dracula. This cage is Dracula. Yes, he's yeah. Dracula. Okay. But it's, it's a horror comedy, like, it's a bit bizarre. It, like, Jerry wanted to watch it, it's totally bizarre, to be honest. But I kind of enjoyed it. It's kind of like, a, obviously, it's a horror comedy, and Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, and it's kind of about, like, like it starts off, and he's in, like, a support group for people that are in, like, a, a kind of mentally abusive relationships. Abusive relationships. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from that right. perspective, I think it's very well written. It was quite funny, like, the way that they did it. Um but then some of it kind of goes totally off the kilter altogether. Like the bones of it, I think, is a good idea. But it's a bit mad. Then it kind of goes a bit wacky. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of funny to see Nicolas Cage playing Dracula in it. And, uh, and mm. just kind of, again, like random enough character. random in your choices, Very Nicola. random. Like but blood and vampire and gore. And, yeah, yeah, it's my era. It's dark. Did I tell you that story before about how in India, in well, this is, if memory serves me correct, in India, they do this thing in pregnancy where they don't watch television. Yeah. They don't, to kind of like, so that they're not seeing anything negative. Yeah. So that nothing negative is going into their body. <laughs> you clearly don't. <laughs> I don't believe in that. I you're know some fussed. people do say that. They're like, oh no, I don't want, you know, any negative stuff. But like, I mean, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just life. I haven't watched that much scary stuff over the last few months. It was just <laughs> having to be one evening that I suppose we were kind of in the horror mode. So we just continued into like a second. We watched both in one evening. So, um, oh my God. but this week actually on my list is air. So I'll talk about that next week. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's all about air Jordans and stuff. So that's, oh, yes. Yeah. Matt Damon movie with Ben Affleck. So we will talk about that next week. So if I'm still here. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Thank you. And number three. Three. So our fox this week is not like a traditional fox. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you all about her past and stuff. I just wants to give her a nod because this week she became the oldest woman ever to grace the covers of Sports Illustrated. Martha Martha Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, she looked good. Aged 81, she became... She didn't look like herself, I thought. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I don't know if it was a great picture, but anyway, um, the businesswoman and presenter was one of four cover models chosen for the issue alongside Megan Fox, Kim Petras and Brooks Nader. She told the magazine that she wants to inspire other women and said she was thrilled to appear on the cover. I don't think about age very much, but I thought that this is a kind of historic and kind of historic and that I better look really good. My motto has always been when you're through changing, you're through. So I thought, why not be up for this opportunity of a lifetime? She wrote on Instagram. I hope this cover inspires you to challenge yourself to try new things, no matter what stage of your life you're in. Changing, evolving and being fearless. Those are all very good things indeed. I like that sentiment. Mm. She's a funny enough person. She started a catering business in the 70s and rose to fame in the 90s when she started her own magazine, Martha Stewart Living. Her media empire later led her to become a billionaire. In 2004, she was sentenced to five months in prison after she was found guilty on a number of charges relating to an insider trading scandal. She has attempted to rebuild her brand since then, starring in her own reality TV show, expanding her food products and teaming up with rapper and friend Snoop Dogg in 2016 Mm. for a television series. Before The Celebrity Chef, the oldest person to pose for the cover was Elon Musk's mother, Mae Musk, at the age of 74. Oh. You never would have yeah. guessed that one, would you? Uh, but no, I just think, yeah, fair play. It's worth saying like, all women are beautiful no matter what age mm. they are. And it was nice to see an older body, female body, uh, on that magazine, even though it's a piece of shit magazine, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That was my Martha Stewart. She's kind of, she's kind of got a funny past actually. I was reading up a bit about her and um, she's mainly a businesswoman yeah, more than anything. Yeah. She's not much of an activist or anything like that. Mm. Like, you know, so, but fair play to her. Like, I and mean, she, she made, amazing, yeah. and she came out of her time in prison and she managed to kind of rebuild her brand and stuff, you know, so everybody deserves a second chance. So uh, there you go. Martha Stewart. Very good. Interesting. Number four. Four. Number four. I'm back to Twitter this week. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, but it's um it's a really good account. It's called um All the Right Movies. And it's basically like for anybody who enjoys movies, it's like kind of weird and wonderful stuff of people being interviewed and talking about certain movies and you know, certain things they did through this period or that period. Like I saw a clip about um where um, Spielberg, Spielberg was being interviewed about um, how he went from making Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year and like how he went about it and stuff like that and just stuff I've mm. never seen or never knew about. Um, so it's lots of like little, little clips from different talk shows or could be like mad movie posters from like Africa. There's this one thing about these Ghanaian 
um, movie posters and you'll see like all these really famous movies and like it's obviously just made by like locals that had like like gotten a kind of a synopsis of the movie and made a poster so it's completely oh really <laughs> um, so there's lots <laughs> there of kind is. of randomy movie stuff but like very enjoyable and like clips again like of people being interviewed so like there's a few there like the last few days about like Bob Haskins talking about um, who framed Roger Rabbit and how he kind of convinced himself oh. to like hallucinate the characters and stuff and that's how like he was able to kind of <laughs> Jewish where he was Play talking along. to them and stuff That's like hilarious. that. Um, there's also a bit like even from like a, there's a clip from one of Graham Norton's shows where Jodie Foster is talking about how her and Anthony Hopkins never talked to each other on the set of Silence of the Lambs so that like when she was actually it was really intense him, it was so speak. intense or like creepy you know that he kind of gave wow. her out a bit like so there's lots of stuff like that Um, clips as well of like famous actors testing for certain movies so like there's a clip of Anthony Hopkins testing for Signs of the Lambs with the cage on his Mm -hmm. face and all that stuff Mm. but um so lots of kind of behind the scenes you don't even have to be a big movie buff to enjoy that stuff it's cool like really kind of just random movie stuff but um yeah I really enjoy it and all like again sometimes they'll like have a certain actor that they'll talk about and give you lots of kind of background information to and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just kind of random so um, the movie poster thing is hilarious though definitely have a look at that it's like they have a thread (laughs) a certain thread of lots of them and like it's very hard to to describe them but just have Mm -hmm. a look at them (laughs) completely mental Um, but yeah so it's just again movie focused but um. Yeah, I liked it, enjoyed it. Um again All the right movies. Yes, all, all the right, right movies. movies. It's um at eighty right movies. Right is an R I G H T. Eighty. Oh, good to know. I'll, I'll see if it's the, on um quickly there if it's on Instagram. I'll put I'll put it in the uh, it show notes. It is well. also oh, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yes, indeed. Sweet. Now, I'm not sweet, sure if it's sweet, the sweet, same, sweet. but looks kind of the same. <laughs> looks similar. So it's on cool. Instagram as well as uh, at, at uh, all the underscore right movies. So give them a look and a follow. Nice one. Thank you. Okay, number five. Five. So this week, um, I'm talking about Billy Corgan, who's the lead singer from the Smashing Pumpkins, because mm. he's just such a, oh, he's such an ego. It's hilarious, right? So he's he did an interview with Zane Lowe recently, and like, there's loads of kind of stories coming out of it or whatever. Mm. He's opened up a lot recently. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit manic depressed with this guy, because it's he's either like impenetrable or like talking too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, the Smashing Pumpkins frontman recalled the, uh, an anecdote to Zane Lowe in a new interview for Apple Music One where he uh, explained how numerous artists from across the 90s inspired him. Um, Corgan landed on the topic of Irish rock veterans U2 and stated that back in 2000, he offered Bono some advice on his upcoming album, comments which the band then implemented into the final release. He said, so I'm over in Dublin circa 2000 and I go to visit Bono at his house. We stayed up all night and in the morning, for some reason, me and him are the only people up. And he says, I want to play you something. We're going to have to go out into the car because I don't want to wake up the house. (laughs) So Irish. (laughs) The music in question turned out to be the demos, demo for the band's, 10th studio album All That You Can't Leave Behind which Corgan claimed were not all the way there so it's me and him freezing in the driveway and he pops in and he plays me what became It's a Beautiful Day and it's not all the way there but some of it is so he says tell me honestly what you think I'm like you really want me to give you my opinion and I thought and I told him what I thought 
He added, they actually used my advice. He let me know later. Hey, we used your advice. <laughs> um, all that you can't leave behind was U2's first full length um, release in the millennium. Um, the album became a fan favourite around the world. Yeah, I like for that album. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere in the interview, Corgan also proceeded to share his, his appreciation for late Nirvana legend Kurt Cobain and confirmed that he was devastated by the loss as he considered the frontman to be his greatest opponent. <laughs> He's like a fucking cartoon character. When Kurt died, I cried because I lost my greatest opponent, he told the host. I want to beat the best. I don't want to win the championships because it's just me and a bunch of jabbery, jabronis. (laughs) Jabronis. I don't even fucking know what that means. I hope it's not too derogatory. Sorry if it is anyway. He continued. It's like Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest sports competitor I'll ever see in my lifetime. What? Weird. (laughs) Weird. Strange guy. such... He, oh, it's a wrestling term. Jabronis is a wrestling term. Okay. Anyway, uh, earlier this month, Smashing Pumpkins released the final part of their rock opera, Atom, a three-part sequel to their classic double records, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and Machina, The Machines of God. In March, Corgan led the band on a headline tour of Mexico, blah, 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 and they're touring around the USA this summer. Anyway, it was just more to say that Billy Corgan's a bit nuts. <laughs> ah, that was all. <laughs> Um, I enjoy him. Yeah, he's entertaining. So what's there you go. Him? What's the um, name was in? Um, what's the who were in the Guardians of the Galaxy thing at Christmas time? Was it Smashing Pumpkins? Well, anyway. I can't remember. Anyway, I thought they were in it. What do, I'm, but I that could have been a fever dream. Never mind. Or a pregnancy. He dream. seems to be, <laughs> as I say, he seems to be a bit, a bit out there at the moment. So I wouldn't put anything past him. But uh, there you go. So the weekend is on the way. Oh, what are you yeah. up to? Why don't you tell us what you're up to, and then I'll but tell you my sad I've never, plans. I have <laughs> never brought this up. I have never brought it up once, and you bring it up every fucking podcast. What is your problem? <laughs> I know what your problem is. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to see a very famous female singer <laughs> songwriter in concert in Edinburgh this weekend yeah. that I uh, uh, anyway it was Measure okay. Pumpkins of the Guardians of the Galaxy I looked it up and so <laughs> um, yeah Kelly's Changing after topic. Beyonce which looks amazing I'm extremely jealous and it's like very handy for me because it's actually in Edinburgh too so it's brilliant so I'm very jealous yeah but already I was trying to find a way home and they're like don't use Haymarket train station I'm like oh, oh really? great so what'll I do oh don't even I'm literally going to put my toothbrush in my bag and I could, I'll just stay with Di yeah, if all else fails yeah. but, um, you're better off staying pain. in the city because everybody from Glasgow you see yeah. will be coming Mm. out as well and they're trying to stop the everyone wedging into the one train station but anyway listen first world problems you know but no, anyway it'd be nice yeah, if it sleep over anyway and kind of take the edge off trying to get home because it is a bit of a mission between the train and then trying to get a cab as well so yes I booked idea. the cab and everything but oh. um, yeah potential living nightmare um, trying to trying to get home um, and then uh, Stuart's abandoning me with the children on Sunday so I won't I won't be allowed to have much of a hangover um, and then I'm off down to London actually on Lovely. Tuesday or Wednesday Wednesday yeah I'm going to the podcast show Woo. so if anybody's listening that's going or anyone wants to sponsor me and come to talk to me <laughs> about being sponsored I'll be at the podcast show um, and going to see our cousins that oh, night nice. as well yeah, so looking forward to that um, so I'll go in the hood that's my I have a very busy week I there's a solid chance the podcast is going to be late next week, by the way, um, because away in London and then 
good Harry Styles on Friday night, don't <laughs> This is what I'm living with, people. Beyonce this weekend, oh, Harry Styles next weekend, and I'm just sitting here carrying a water. You know what, Nicola? <laughs> I'll sell my ticket and I'll stay at home and do the podcast with you instead, yeah? You and the baby. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, You'll be back. You'll be back, girl. I'm sure you went to loads of great things that I fucking missed out on when I was pregnant. I don't so. know. We'll see. Um, and I've blanked them all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm very jealous, but I guess I wish you a wonderful time. Uh, enjoy Bay. I saw her very many years ago and my biggest memory. I can't even tell you who I went to it to that gig. It's so weird. And my mind is just so bad. But I remember her high heels were the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. And I remember being like, how the fuck is she walking across she that stage and dancing uh. in them? They were like fake you know they look like nearly a barbie shoe kind of thing and really? that was like one of the biggest memories i had from it but she true, was amazing true, even true. then and that was like geez 12 years ago i'd say if not more mm. so enjoy um my plans are to um i don't know continue to try to bring on labor so uh <laughs> go walking continue with my raspberry leaf tea and my dates and uh i must get the old pineapple apparently that's a good one um, I've been craving mm. scones. So I might make myself some scones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nice. exciting. Yeah. And uh, Ted is uh. getting his first haircut this weekend. So I'm excited for that. Aww. Yeah. And what else is it? Do you have to, yeah. Uh. Do you have to cut his hair? Like he's not, he doesn't shed enough. Like he doesn't shed him? at all, you see. So he looks mm. like, um, and like even when I brush him now, like two minutes later, he looks like um, <laughs> a dirty blanket or something. But um, mm. yes, so he's having a hair cut on Saturday and the weather's supposed to be lovely here. 20 degrees. So we may go to the beach Fair. or something for our stroll. It's been lovely yep. the last week. So I know we weren't going to talk about the weather, but it just is good for the soul. That's all I would say. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Very tame. Very tame plans. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, listeners, thanks for tuning in as usual. And uh, we will, fingers crossed, be back again next week. As I say, maybe a little bit later, maybe a bit earlier. We'll see. Uh, probably later <laughs> than usual. And um, yeah, remember to tell your friends if you're enjoying the podcast and spread the word. Thanks, everybody. Yeehaw. Love you. Bye. Bye.